0: following is a production of 1031 communications
1: taking a, biblical, taking, a biblical, look, taking a biblical look taking a biblical look taking a biblical look at everything you're listening to the table to The table, to the table podcast
0: hey Merry Christmas Eve uh, Merry Christmas so glad that um, once again you have made the decision to just be a part of this podcast and 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 hear what we have to say. Uh, Really excited about the interview coming today. I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, the Montgomery family, specifically Bill Montgomery from the Christmas house uh, in Inman, South Carolina. For those that don't know about the Christmas house uh, that are listening to this podcast, it's a local house that has been um, putting up Christmas decorations and lights outside their house for over 50 or right at 50 years. Um, And they'll be going into their 51st year uh, in 2024. But uh, I thought it would be a really, really cool opportunity to sit down with uh, Bill Montgomery and and kind of talk some insider knowledge and kind of get a behind the scenes look at the Christmas House, uh, was very privileged to kind of walk around uh, this house that was built in the eighteen hundreds. Beautiful home, has been restored. Um, it is everything that you would expect it to be, uh, just from looking at it from the outside. Um, it's really, really cool to take in a piece of history like that, and want to thank the Montgomery family for letting uh, a stranger with a podcast come in and and um, hear them, uh, you know, interview them, and just see uh, the inside of their home. So, want to thank the Montgomery family again for the for the time and uh, also just the interview, but also um, want to thank you as the listener for making 2023 awesome. This is our last podcast of the year. I'm going to be heading into 2024. Going to be uh, got a lot of interviews lining up, some exciting stuff, um, and you know Chris is going to be right there with us. He's not able to be here today, um, but we're we're just kind of working all this stuff out and getting everything rolling. So excited what's to come for twenty twenty four. But as of right now, uh, just take a couple of minutes and sit back and relax. Um, hey, and put the ears you know put your earpods in or your AirPods or your earbuds or whatever, um, and enjoy the time. Uh, of just this interview with mr bill montgomery of the montgomery house the christmas house in inman south carolina i'd like to welcome officially uh, mr bill montgomery to the table bill welcome to the table glad that you were uh, able to give me some of your time and sit down um and uh glad you're here first off so um a lot of you guys may not know uh Mr. Montgomery, um, but him and his wife Sandra, correct? That's correct. Um uh Miss Sandra and Mr. Bill, they are um local pillars of the community. Um and you have probably ridden around their house this time of year um and, and not realized it. Um, but they are the ones um that operate the Christmas house. Um so, uh, the Christmas house is located up here in Inman, in Sparmer County, and it's uh, 50, uh, 50 years uh, this year, correct? This That's correct. This is 50th Christmas. So, Mr. Bill, um, I guess uh, where I would love to start is, um, where did this begin? What? How did this happen? Kind of tell us the little bit of the history, kind of uh, give us a, a drive-by history of, of the Christmas house in a nutshell.
2: Okay. Uh, why don't we start with... When it was built. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay, the home was built in 1884 by my wife's great-great-grandfather. Festus Flavis Foster was his name. Wow. So Foster Road out here is named mm-hmm. after her great-great-grandfather. Uh, <clears throat> the house has come down on the lady side all through the generations, which is kind of unusual. Mm-hmm. And uh, her parents purchased it in the 50s. And uh, her dad was a master machinist at Bigelow Sanford. And they asked the, the uh, maintenance team to start decorating the plant. And that's when he got the bug and he brought it home to his wife, Doris. So, wow. James and Doris Blackwell is Sandra's parents. Okay. And uh, all this started around 73. And uh, we still have quite a few things that James built. Right in our displays. Wow! Like
0: like what exactly?
2: Uh, the Ferris wheel that's down here.
0: The classic Ferris wheel. He
2: built that. Uh, the church at the church scene. Okay. He built that. All the uh, lamp posts that go up and down the drive. Mm-hmm. The, the the posts
0: that the lanterns hang on. He wow. built all of those. Wow. Wow. So so starting starting back then as it's progressed through the years, um, how did you and your wife? end end up here kind of what was the process there and when did you get involved with everything with the christmas what used
2: to happen is uh james and doris did the decorating and, and uh at thanksgiving time when everybody came home Sanders got one brother and he lived on the coast right and whenever he came home uh for thanksgiving everybody would help finish up on thanksgiving day because it wasn't ready for people to see right and uh we would get finished uh putting out the big decorations uh there used to be a few more m- mechanical things that james yeah. had out that we don't have out anymore right but uh, we all just pulled together and did it uh i came into the picture in eighty eighty eight, 88 i guess okay we got married in uh, 87 and uh well i guess i came into the picture in 87 mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah but uh you know i just helped out uh like everybody else did and yeah just tried to like wow, things
0: okay. happen. So, so it, a Christmas is, is a year round, almost a year round thing for you guys. Um, <laughs> because as I was doing a little research, you know, um, you and I were kind of joking before we started the, uh, the, you know, recording this is, is, um, I was thanking you for letting, letting you welcome a stranger into the, into your, into your house. And you were like, well, I kind of did a little research on you before I, I, I reached back out to you. Um, but as I was kind of looking, I, I kind of scrolled through, um, and I saw, uh, I believe it was your wife, Miss Sandra, where she was painting things out on, a. am assuming it was this portrait here, yeah. she was painting the, the characters and stuff back in September.
2: Well, actually it was back in August. Oh, okay, okay, wow. Uh, August and September.
0: Okay, so, so does it start, when When does official preparation start for you guys?
2: Uh, we're already making plans right now for next year. <laughs> wow. So So we've already got things on the board. Now, as far as physically making making it, uh, right, it just whenever we have time.
0: And, and here's another big question too: where, how do y'all, how do y'all store all the stuff on the outside?
2: Uh, we've got uh, two barns, right. and We've got uh, carport storage, okay. And uh, pretty much everything uh, collapses down into totes for the most part, right. Uh, some of the bigger pieces are stored uh, in the back of the barns, so. yeah. But uh, that's how we handle that.
0: So, so on average, have y'all have y'all ever um, have you ever done an estimate about how many cars, how many people actually you see in a given year? We the
2: the only thing that I can come close. I put a construction camera out one weekend Mm -hmm. just to count the cars because literally I had to watch the whole video and count the cars. And we figure based if it was four people in a car, that maybe fifty. Sixty thousand people come in, through and see them.
0: in in one weekend in, and
2: in, no in, in, in the season oh in the season. in the season
0: still that's a lot of people to drive through yeah, your driveway yeah.
2: <laughs> and you know it it could be less and you know you and you got to take that with a grain of salt because. If it's not the weekend and it's through the week, whenever people can go around as multiple times, yes
0: sir. you'll have some cars that come through four and five times because yeah. yeah. they <laughs> want to see everything. Right. The uh, and and I'll attest to that because uh, we brought my son, um, and it was it was first weekend in December and it was a Thursday night, and we pulled pulled through and there was one other car that was on the other side. And it was a rare occurrence for me. And so we, we got him out of his car seat and let him, we actually looked to house three times to mm-hmm. to let him see everything. But he loved it. He loved it. And and I remember as a child, I was born in 82. And, and I remember growing up as a child, one of the things, um, you know, because you didn't have. Holly Wild and you didn't have the the Tryon equestrian center and the lights at charlotte motor speedway and and at greenville pickens you had you know the christmas house and and a lot of the other houses and so it was it was a treat to um get in the pjs and 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 come out on the weekend and and see the christmas house and that was always a traditional thing and i know that's for that's for a lot of families that um that participate and and for those that are listening I, I will attest to this that the inside of your house is is just as beautifully decorated as the outside and, oh, and it's you. uh it's uh it's a very it's a big treat to just be sitting here and just kind of be inside such a legendary house um so I want to get a little personal I want to ask some questions that maybe everybody's just itching to know um y'all y'all live here in, uh, in this house that's correct you reside so so when the season starts up have you have you guys ever been um how do y'all handle you know when when there's a lot of cars circling your house and you got to go somewhere what do you what do you do do y'all do you park your car off somewhere so you can get it out in and out easily or well what do you, guys
2: do? you know we park at the back side of the house so <laughs> if we needed to go anywhere we can get out okay fairly quick um <clears throat> Typically, we try and get everything done during the day, so we don't have to go out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we we don't leave the house unattended while mm-hmm. while the lights are on. You you just can't do that.
0: Yeah, uh, um, have y'all ever had any experiences of vandalism and stuff like that? Uh, uh, no, we I ask that we
2: not, I wouldn't say vandalism, but we've had theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's James and Doris had uh, things stole through the years. Mm-hmm. I know Doris had. Uh, the dolls out of the Ferris wheel down here stole multiple times. Yeah, uh, the James had the donation box stole mm-hmm. probably five times over his course, and yeah. we've had it stole twice. So. Wow, <laughs>
0: wow! And and did they? You know, don't need to know the amount, but did did they get away with no, much they when they did? They it? never get anything <laughs> because it, it, I'm, I'm assuming you guys empty it and, and <laughs> yeah, do. Y'all have your yeah, own pattern yeah, for they, that, so they,
2: they never get anything. It's it's more of a nuisance um we we fixed the problem Mm. where it can't be done now yeah and uh it's uh it it, it's it it would be impossible to
0: absolutely to do it yeah um so from from more of a mechanical side um you guys officially start you start the official setup what early november or is it around thanksgiving when do y'all have to start everything we
2: start typically start the second weekend of october okay and we just work on saturdays up until the week before thanksgiving okay uh i usually take that week off leading up to thanksgiving to tidy things up yeah and uh, actually i've been without work this
0: year so Mm -hmm. i was able to work at a slow steady pace yeah yeah and and it it I'm I'm assuming the power bill goes up quite significantly. How, yeah, it, it just it, about triples. Oh gosh, gosh, and and the donations help out. They do to an extent, you know. But this is this is genuinely a a service to the community that you guys have done for over fifty years. Yeah. Um, what's what's been some of the hardest parts about maintaining this over the fifty years that you guys have, or you know, since 80, 88 or eighty nine that you've been a part of it.
2: Well, you know, we we took it over in 2005 after Sanders dad passed away. And uh we've tried to make things easier than what it was. Uh he he was not very uh, organized. He would yeah. just throw it in the barn. <laughs> yeah. So so uh you've seen the big uh strings of lights where people got them all tangled up oh wow so that's kind of what you went through with james right and uh but we're we're more organized we got shelving we got totes we have everything labeled yeah uh just an example the lamppost as you go up and down the driveway Mm -hmm. out here Uh, it would take us about half a day just to put those up Mm -hmm. because the ground's so hard here yeah and uh one of the first things that i did i said there's got to be a better way to do this and i ended up uh, creating a sleeve and putting it in the ground mm-hmm. and now i can just put the post in the ground put the larynge up and it's ready and to go. and it's all ready to go in yeah. about 30 minutes
0: okay so the how do you guys go about um maybe bringing about a new idea um like hey i, I know that um things that have changed over the years i'm kind of discombobulated here i think this is the side of this is the side of the house right here mm-hmm. um this is a newer display over here to the side of the house am i am i correct yeah by saying the,
2: that? the island of misfit toys is new this
0: year and and that was all hand were the 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 figures were they all cut out and handmade uh,
2: they were all cut out and all painted uh sandra painted most of them our sister-in-law patty she helps out in that area too wow and uh, she i think she painted one or two wow
0: so um i, I want to ask you a, kind of a um uh maybe a harder question um what are what are some of the um more frustrating things about about operating this year in and year out
2: uh, i don't know that it's frustrating um i guess you know we've got signs up everywhere asking people to remain in their car for mm-hmm. their safety there's a reason for that you know people might think you're being mean but there's a reason for that there's safety concerns yeah. we've got drop cords and electricity and electricity <laughs> running everywhere yeah um you know there. uh i've got stakes in the ground that hold the spots mm-hmm. you know if you fell on that you're gonna stab yourself yep. Yep. and uh you know you still have people try and get out of their car yeah Uh, We've got cameras up everywhere, so we do have twenty four seven (laughs) surveillance. And if I see you get out of your car, you're going to come get a visit from Mister
0: Bill. (laughs) So, so how often have you? Do you uh, on estimation? How often do you have to kind of go out on your front porch? And well, I don't go out on the front porch. I
2: see you to go out the back door. Yeah, and I can be anywhere on the property in like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you know, two nights ago somebody out and had a little talk with them yeah. and just told them that they need to remain in their car and it's for your safety. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we want everybody to enjoy it and have a good time, but that's, that's one of the, the, the things that's kind of frustrating that, yeah. Yeah. that people just can't, uh, read your sign and say, mm-hmm. you know, let's be respectful and,
0: yeah. and do that. Because, because this is your, your property. This is your house. Mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of people, um, a lot of people, like I said before, are astonished that that you and your wife do live and reside here. As you got so, how how do y'all work? Or, I mean, how do y'all work around that? Um, you know, because people are nosy. People, you know, you you just said if, you, if somebody gets out of their car within about ten seconds, you can kind of be face-to-face with them in a loving manner. <laughs> yeah, and I,
2: I'm always nice. Yeah. Now, I, I had one case where a, a woman, she she was kind of yeah. ugly, and, yeah. and I just told her, I said, ma'am, I said, this is our property. Yeah, and, and it's a
0: private property. Y- you need to abide by what we say or yeah. you can leave. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and people, people uh, may not know that, and I think people, it, it's been going on so long that people kind of think that this is, something that the the community just does and it's a community effort but no this is this is an effort from love from one family to a to a community um uh, let me ask go ahead now now in that vein okay
2: let let me add to that we we don't do this all by ourselves okay so we've got family that helps out absolutely and we've got some close friends that help us every year we've got a a friend that moved here from Las Vegas that helps. Wow! Uh, I've got a friend that I've had since the '90s from Latvia. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife help. Wow! Uh, a friend from Switzerland mm-hmm. that helps. One from the UK. Wow! So we're a multinational event. Yes, yeah, and it
0: takes an army to do something to, like this. It, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, please forgive me for that. I, I was—I uh, knew you guys had had people to help, and and I've seen pictures with uh, the family and and all that through your Facebook page. Um, And also, I saw a gentleman come through and and take some drone shots a couple weeks back. Yeah, Um, Travis Dill. Beautiful, beautiful drone shots. Um, So, um, And you guys do have a Facebook page. And um, if you want to check them out on the Facebook page, uh, check them out. It's, It's just The Christmas House Inman. Right. right, and you got to make sure you put men because there are a lot of Christmas houses um, around uh, around the nation. Now, um, have you ever gotten a comparison to Clark Griswold from uh, Christmas Vacation? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> we have, um, and, and 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 I'm sure it. Uh, you know, I I would I would venture to say and, and say that um, uh, yours are done a little bit more tastefully than Clark's <laughs> are. Um, you know, my wife and I we. Uh, my son loves the lights that come out or, or that are out on the, the, the lawn and the yard, but my wife and I, we, we, we marvel at um, just the beauty of the house um, and, and how the spotlights are on the house and the, the candles in the windows and things like that. Um, what? Uh, let me ask you this. What's your favorite piece that you put out?
2: My favorite piece, I, I guess for me, I, I really like these uh, twenty foot tall pole trees that mm. we have.
0: Yeah, that, that are sitting on the front of the property towards. Yeah, yeah okay. out here We're on sorry. the corner. <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. mixed up.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we've. Uh, I, I really like those. Yeah. Um, I, I love our manger scene. Yeah, because we tried to make it as realistic as we possibly can. Yeah. And uh, I had somebody this year that was telling us the first time they saw it, they thought they were real people mm-hmm. standing up there.
0: Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, do I remember there there was a time where y'all would bring some, do a live nativity or?
2: We had live animals. Live animals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we did that up until last year. I had uh, thyroid removed right before we had yes. to start decorating. Yes, sir. And I just didn't want the stress of dealing right. with the animals and uh it was so peaceful last year we decided
0: to do it again this year (laughs) yeah i I can't i can't blame you on that um maybe some stranger stories um in the in the time that you've been um uh been been doing this you and your wife some of the stranger stories that you guys have experienced with as many people that come through um and and you and i both know people can be crazy sometimes yeah um what's one of the stranger stories you've experienced um in, in your years of doing this I'm I'm having a hard time of
2: thinking something really strange right now. I can tell you one thing that really uh, it just tickled me when the guy messaged me. a fella from Miami mm-hmm. messaged me, wanting to know exactly the hours and mm-hmm. and how long the lights were going to be on. And they were planning a trip up north. And he said, I want to time our trip so that we get to come see your lights. Wow. I just, I thought that was so cool. Wow. And I, I
0: told him to message me when he got here so that I could uh, speak to him. That's cool. And, and and it's, you know, the Christmas house is not right off the, you can't just hop off of I-26 and and hit the exit and come off the exit and loop around and, and you've got to, you've got to kind of know where you're going or either, you know, with the, the, with the, the conveniences of GPS. Now you can just plug it in your phone or in your car and you can, uh, you'll be here. But I, I remember there's a lot of people for a long time. um, It's kind of word of mouth of how to get to the Christmas house. You had, you had to know, you had to be a local in the area to know where to go and and how to get around. Um, But it it just a beautiful house and a beautiful memory. Um, You know, uh, and Mr. Bill, I, I, I can't thank you enough for giving me of your time um, it, it, it's such an amazing thing. Um, let me ask you this: some some sh- same, shameless, excuse me, shameless self-promotion here. Um, if somebody wants to donate, give to the Christmas House. Um, uh, how can how can they do that?
2: Uh, we've got a donation box, and mm-hmm. it's uh, near the manger scene. Right. You know, it's you don't have to give, mm-hmm. but uh, we do use the donations to help keep everything going. Cause, yeah. uh LED lights are expensive. <laughs> Um, yes, sir. You know, we started hiring law enforcement on the weekends to direct traffic because yeah. traffic got so bad on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And uh, that, that's expensive, but uh, any any help, we'll appreciate
0: yeah. it. Yeah, and it's kind of it's hard to ask this question um, because there's not a bad time to come to the Christmas house. Um, but when are the more heavily trafficked times uh, during the season? Well, what you would think is –
2: probably saturday and that's true yes sir. saturday is the busiest night uh friday is really busy mm-hmm. uh by sunday it's um, not not as bad right you know the, the slower nights are monday through thursday mm-hmm. and uh we have a lot of people that uh, especially local in the area that's when they come to see it mm-hmm. when they the ones that real live real close
0: yeah. and so your lights will be on through december 31st is that correct that's correct and that's from correct
2: 5 30 to 10 and if we have people coming through at 10 we uh, keep them on until we don't see any cars yeah. and
0: um and and even on christmas eve and christmas day night correct that's true okay um uh, my son loved the the train the train set, set out there he was he was enamored with that when he saw it um and i have to thank you so much for what um, you and your wife and your family do as far as making sure yes there's a lot of beautiful things that we can enjoy about Christmas but the most important thing with with how y'all proclaim the birth of Christ um, uh, through the manger scene and, and telling the story with with all the I know you guys have a screen that's in kind of in the backdrop of the manger scene telling the story um, thank you thank you for doing that um, I really appreciate that just as as a, a you know a, a uh, an ordained minister, uh, I, this is kind of my ministry. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's great to, um, to encounter people, you know, taking their resources and, and even through a small way, proclaiming the glory and, and, and the gospel. And, and, and that's beautiful.
2: Well, we, Sandra and I consider this our ministry mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the, one of the reasons the, uh, the manger scene is set up this way. I, I know people have probably Said, so why are the wise men in the carport and mm-hmm. the mangers over here and they're not over there? Mm-hmm. Well, if if they read the Bible, mm-hmm. you realize that the wise men didn't show up until almost two yeah. years later. Yep. <laughs> People so, think think they were there absolutely. the night of, but, yeah, yeah, but it was probably almost two years later. Yeah. And for those of you who say, well, how do you get that? Mm-hmm. You know, Herod uh, had the children yeah. killed that was two years and younger yep so that's where the two years comes mm-hmm.
0: in and they, they also were traveling from from what what we now know as asia and, mm-hmm. and they um they were coming by camel horse donkey ever how they traveled and it, you can't compare to nowadays you can't you can't get anywhere really quick via and that was the fastest mode of transportation at the time um and a, a lot and a lot of people don't realize that and so well
2: and and you know it says they took Gold frankincense and myrrh mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. We don't know how much it was. <laughs> yeah. We don't know that it was three wise men. Right. It could have been
0: two, it could have been five, it could have been 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: You know. And uh, we just use the carport scene to actually tell about the birth of Christ. Yes. So if you if you come on this property and you mm-hmm. read the video, yeah. and you come through, you're being present- presented with the gospel. Yeah. yeah and
0: the story of christ yes it's beautiful well mr montgomery uh, you told me to call you bill please forgive me (laughs) uh bill thank you so much for um and even give my thanks to miss sandra i know she's under the weather right now but um thank you for allowing me to come into your house as a stranger and um thank you for giving me some of your time even the week before christmas um really really appreciate it and uh thank you for sitting down with me here at the table you're quite welcome it's glad to have you Hey, once again, thanks to the Montgomery family and uh, Mr. Bill for sitting down with me and giving me time to come in and record that interview. It was really cool to see the inside of the house and see how beautiful it is and talk to him about all the the stories behind the Christmas house. And even even after the uh, interview was over, Mr. Bill gave me a tour of the Christmas house and I got to see kind of the history behind it. And it, and it is absolutely everything that you would think it would be from the outside. Um, So it is very much a a treat to have a family like the Montgomery family that puts so much dedication and work into providing a light show for the community every year for 50 years straight. Um, And so if you go by the Montgomery house and you have a couple of dollars in your wallet, there is a donation box there. Um, Be sure to help them out uh, just to kind of pay for the power bill because they don't ask anything of the community. It is, it is a genuine effort of love, um, because they love just what they do with the Christmas house. As we wrap things up on the final episode here of the Table Podcast here in 2023, uh, I want to share with you one of my favorite Christmas sermons. Um, and by this time, we've we've celebrated Advent. Uh, I know where McKenna and I go to church. We have been emphasizing Advent ever since uh, Thanksgiving, and and we are excited about the you know the celebration of the coming of Christ and and those things. Um, but uh, as, as we kind of look in, into the meaning of Christmas, um, a few years back I came across uh, a sermon by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Walter Martin. Uh, he is a great apologist um, uh, for the Christian community. Um, and he actually has wrote a couple of books just talking about things and, and I recommend hey look at some of his debate videos on uh, YouTube and those types of things. But um, a few years back I heard a sermon from him and it's called The Secret of Christmas. Um, And I'm going to share that with you right now. Um, And as the sermon wraps up, um, that'll that'll kind of bring us to the end of our our 2023 season, um, season two of the Table Podcast. Um, And once again, I hope you enjoy the sermon, but also I want you to know that um, we are very, very grateful for um, just being a part of the Table and listening and being a participant and supporting us um, and get excited for 2024 because we've got a lot of cool interviews coming. Uh, a lot of things that are going to stretch you, going to stretch us, and um, we're really, really excited about it. But as for right now, um, I want this sermon by Dr. Walter Martin to bless you. Um, so, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2024 here at the table.
1: I want you to open your Bibles. We're not in Colossians this morning. Instead, we're on Christmas, and since. Christmas has been done to death by now on radio, television, and in numerous church services. I'm going to have a Christmas meditation, not so great in length as I hope in depth, and I'd like you to turn, if you would, to the Gospel of John, Chapter 1. Now you're going to say to me, what are you doing in the Gospel of John at Christmas time? Because it's obvious that the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke tell us the Christmas story. That's correct. They do. But the Gospel of John tells you what it means. And that's why, as Christians, we ought to be meditating upon the meaning, not just the chronology, historicity sequence of events of that marvelous Christmas revelation the story of the star and the wise men is valid history it happened God did it for a purpose the story of Herod frothing and raging and then trying to con the wise men into telling him where Jesus was so that he could kill him is part of history. He didn't succeed. The story of the flight into Egypt to escape the wrath of the madman, part of history. The angelic chorus, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men in whom he is well-pleased is part of history. God did part the heavens, and from the dimension of heaven, break through into earth with power, and proclaim what pleased him most, the birth of his son. The unique event in the history of the world, the angelic messenger to Joseph and to Mary The birth of John the Baptist, the forerunner in the spirit and power of Elijah. All part of history and the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. He was indeed to be the glory of thy people Israel and the light to lighten the Gentiles. But behind all of the Christmas events, Beyond all of the magnificent telling of the story and of history, which reduces to meaningless drivel, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus, emerges the core of Christmas. In the beginning was the word or reason wisdom and the word was face to face with God and the word was God in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shone on in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend could not deal with it and in verse 14 And the Word became flesh. It does not say, took on the appearance of flesh, masqueraded as flesh, looked like flesh, pretended to be flesh, was an illusion of flesh, that's the cults, that's Gnosticism, that's Mary Baker Eddy, religious science, the New Agers. The word, the wisdom, the reason, the essence of God himself became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the unique one from the Father. Unique, one of a kind, full of grace and truth. Who is not an angel? For to which of the angels did the eternal ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the stool for your foot? None of them. But to the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. When he brought him into the world, the father spoke to the son. Recorded in Hebrews chapter 1. He said that all the angels of God worship my son. And they did. They worshiped him because he was unique. They worshiped him because he was one of a kind. They worshiped him because at a given moment in time and space, God broke through and entered the world as man, which had never been before. He came to the womb of the Virgin in the magnificence of human birth and identified himself with us the wisdom and power of God incarnate the core of Christmas is incarnation an old Greek word Latin word really "incarnus" in flesh something happened God who is pure spirit revealed himself literally in flesh How he did it, nobody can understand. That he did it is as much a record as the angels that sang or the wise men that brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. The significance of John 1 can never be misunderstood, never underestimated. What's being told us here is that God's wisdom took on human form. That everything that God could mean to man in this world resided in human flesh. That's why Jesus could say uniquely above all the sons of men, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. He that receives me, receives him that sent me. He that rejects me, rejects him that sent me. I have not spoken by my own authority. My father gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. If a man does not accept me, Jesus said, rejects my word I do not judge him that's an awesome statement I do not judge him the word that I have spoken it will judge him on that day what I'm saying will be the judge not what you think not what I think not what the theologians think old crop or new crop not what the philosophers think Not what the world thinks, not what the consensus thinks, not what history thinks. What I said, that will judge you. The incarnation was the appearance of God in human flesh, but not just God in the sense of Redeemer. God in the sense of Judge. And today at Christmas, we think of the baby and the angels and the wise men and the little town of Bethlehem. And we forget the words of Jesus Christ, for judgment have I come into this world. Now is the ruler of this world, Judge Satan. And he, Hebrews chapter 2 says, became a partaker of flesh. You want another real reason? That he might ruin completely him. Satan, who has the power of death, that is the devil. Christmas was God's emancipation proclamation, it was signed in a manger and ratified in blood on a cross, and sealed by an empty tomb and a broken Roman seal. Incarnation, God with us. No accident that it says His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, El Gibor, the mighty God, Father of the everlasting sovereign of peace of his kingdom there will be no end and upon the throne of his father David he will rule the nations with a rod of iron the zeal of Yahweh Elohim will bring this to pass that it might be fulfilled by the prophet his name shall be called Emmanuel God with us look at John chapter 1 once more verse 18 No one has ever seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, or the Greek says God, the only begotten One, who is in the Father's bosom, the Lord Jesus. He has explained him. Ah, what is the purpose of the Son? To explain the Father. And that's who the Logos was. He was the explainer of the invisible God. The Word of God incarnate. I've given this illustration before. It's worth repeating. The term word, logos, in the Greek, used in John 1, is very significant. It meant a great deal to the Orientals. It means nothing to us. In an Oriental throne room like this, the king sat there on a throne with his queen or consort. And the people came before him to read their petitions and for judgment. When the king had heard enough cases and he was tired, they would draw a curtain across the throne. And the king would leave. But you couldn't see that. Just before he left, he would take the medallion from his neck, which was struck for his reign, identified him as king and the signet ring from his hand with which he stamped his documents and he put the ring on the hand of a man and the medallion around his neck and then the curtains parted and this man stepped out and everybody knelt they did obeisance To him. Why? When they saw the medallion and the seal, he was in loco rex, in place of the king. His word was the king's word. To disobey him was to die. Do you know what his name was in the Oriental courts? Logos. Logos. And that's what John's trying to tell us on this day before Christmas. Do you know who the baby in the manger really was? Let me tell you. He is the visible image of the invisible God who parts the curtains of eternity and steps into the world of time and space and around his neck is the medallion, Lion of the tribe of Judah, King of kings, Lord of lords. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and destroy you. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of prophecy. He is the incarnation of deity. But it remains for the book of Hebrews to put the final touch on his identity and i close with this hebrews chapter one you're saying some christmas sermon have not gone near the christmas story yet hey kiddies this is the christmas story this is what it's all about right here hebrews one God, who spoke long ago to our fathers and the prophets in many ways, has in these last days spoken unto us in his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he created the worlds, who being the radiance of his glory. You know what that means in Hebrew? The outshining of the Shekinah of Yahweh Elohim the glory of God Himself, the personal glory of God. That's who the Son is. He is the radiant outshining of the personal glory of Yahweh. He is the individualized, personalized representative of His character and His nature stamped in human flesh. Not just a Stamp as one makes an imprint in wax, but he is the very nature of God Himself internally as well. Apogosma tes doxes, the radiant outshining of His glory, who pastasias tes character, the substance of God's nature, His character. In flesh upholder of the universe by the command of his power and now we get to what Christmas was all about listen when he had by himself purged us of our sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high He left the majesty on high to enter the world in a manger to the womb of a peasant girl denied entrance to an inn his bed was straw with the beast of the earth and there lay incarnate deity. Of whom the angel sang glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to men in whom he is well pleased who is he he is the image of god's nature the imprint of god's character for in him dwells all the fullness of god himself in flesh he is nothing less than the nature of God in flesh. Not a prophet, not a sage, not a philosopher, not a leader, not just a man. The God-man, unique, only begotten. And the writer of Hebrews ends with this. God spoke in his Son, Of whom he said, verse 5, you are my son, today I have begotten you. I will be to you a father, you will be to me a son. And then when the firstborn one, the preeminent one, Christ, entered the world, the incarnation, the father turned to the angels to all the hosts of heaven and said, verse 6, let all the angels of God worship him. And to his son he said, verse 8, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The righteous scepter is the scepter of thy kingdom, for thou hast loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. No one has ever seen God at any time, but God, the only begotten One, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Who is he? Logos, wisdom, reason of God, who steps out from the curtain of eternity into the world of men and loved us, even to the cross of Calvary. That's reason enough to fill the earth in every language with Merry Christmas. Our Father, everlasting God, sanctify thy word this morning in our hearts and help us to draw near to thee, for thou art worthy of worship. Thank you for sending him God over all, blessed forever who for us men and our salvation was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and rose immortal from the grave, that death itself might die. How we praise you that he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, that the payment of our sins rested upon him, and with his suffering we have been healed. How we thank thee that we may come to thee and we have peace with thee through the blood of the cross. How we thank thee that Christmas is the glory of the manger, the magnificence of the angels, but the significance of the Word of God incarnate. Bless us with thy presence and thy power in our homes, in our lives, and in our testimonies, and in our church where we would worship and serve thee through Christ our Lord.
0: Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to today's show. Listen, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, please email us at thetablepodcastsc at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash thetablepodcastsc. We'll see you next time at the table.